in a vast landscape full of adventurers. You are now listening to the world of Chaotic Amateurs. Lanston Phillyduck, gnome wizard, pulls the door of the old kettle closed behind him and stands alone on the street. People shove past him without hardly giving him a second thought. His face is a mask of crumpled frustration. You see, Airtorn and Yamhorn have just dismissed him to take care of quote-unquote important things. Stupid bozos. No, Yammy's got to go see a cleric, and I can't go with it because I don't believe in churches. And then Airtorn, oi, little boy, why don't you go and get this for me, mate? Yeah, that's going to be real nice. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, and, go ahead and get this for me, mate. Go to this store, go to the market, because I can't leave, because I'm a big, stupid crumbumbozo that screwed up so many years ago. So, Lanston, you decide, I guess, maybe not to let it get under your skin too much. It is a nice day outside. Lanson is going for a walk. In fact, you just heard in the bar that uh, there's going to be a storm coming in the next couple days. And so you decide to go out and enjoy the sunshine while you can, despite the fact that the you know city is sick and all this sort of stuff. Uh, you hope that maybe you can go find a, a spot with some sunshine and and uh, maybe you know catch up on your reading. Make the best of a bad situation anyways. Study my spell book. So you decide to head off towards the coastline or something like that, and as you're weaving this circuitous route through this uh, like throng of people that are like kind of pressing in on you, you are making your way, and you're looking at you're looking at some you know maybe doodads at one market stall, or you know um, looking at some food at another. Ooh, look shiny. Just kind of just kind of making your way and enjoying the city because you've never been, so it's a lot to take in. After a while, you're walking, and you kind of get herded off the street by a gang of of children that are coming up behind you. You can hear them just coughing and <laughs> whooping, and you look back, and none of them are covering their mouths. I pull up my uh, my, my kerchief over my face, over my nose, because gross. Smart. Judging by the children, you guess that they're orphans. They look just, like, filthy. I guess it disgusts you. <laughs> well, I mean, if they're going by, I don't want to get sick. Like, I feel for them. You know, I'm like, oh, that's too bad. But at the same time, don't look at me and cough on me, you little bozo. What really does you in? The sight of the person leading the children. Leading the children by the front is your fiance who died, Ariza Kafir. Ugh. The sight of her is like a punch. She looks as beautiful as you always remembered. She corrals the children. Come along now. Keep your faces covered. Cover your mouth when you cough, Hemi. She locks eyes with you for a moment. There's a twinkle somewhere deep inside them. Your heart skips a beat. But she looks away and makes down the street without so much as a glance backwards. What? Uh... The riser? Okay. Um, uh, I, uh... Lanson is befuddled, 
and he is going to immediately. Hey, wait, 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 wait! Arise up, will you? And then he's gonna just. She's she's too far away now. She's oh. made her way down the street. She's getting away. I, does it seem like she's moving? Fa- even though I'm like chasing after her, she always just seems to be ahead. Yep. Every time you move closer, she seems to just slip further and further away. <sighs> and I'm still calling out to her, and I'm like, Hey, wait! Yeah. How does this be possible? Like, what is? She keeps walking. I want answers. <laughs> she keeps walking without turning back. And as you follow her, trying to, you know, basically catch up to her, she, with the children, mm-hmm. pulls up in front of a, an old decrepit church-looking building. You know, Ugh. wood panels falling off the side and all this stuff. And she leads the children in, you know, is inside for, for some time. But for some reason, you feel compelled to just kind of wait and watch. Yeah. See what happens. Well, I figure she's got to come back out. Exactly. And I'm catching up on my breath. <laughs> <laughs> she is fast. <laughs> it's about 30 minutes or so. She comes out, front door, alone. And she takes off the direction that she was going before, down the street, weaving through the, 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 pre- the, the gang of uh, people making their way up the street. She's heading towards... The coastline, north of the city. Right, come back. Hey. Maybe you don't recognize me. My beard's a little fuller. A little grayer. Come back. The scene takes on like a dreamlike quality as you try to follow her, and the same thing keeps happening. It seems like no matter how close you get, she's always just out of reach. Right. She's always just out of shouting distance, and the people are walking, and you're brushing past their legs, and they're kicking yeah. you. And you're trying to run to catch up, and you can always see just, like, the back of her head, right. basically, as you're weaving your way through the, this crowd. Yeah. <clears throat> she is good. After a while, the, the the crowd of people just gets so thick. For a moment, you panic. You think you're going to lose her. But as you come out through the crowd, you stop in the road, and you see her standing in front of you, mm-hmm. and she's locked eyes with you. Wow. And she smiles. Hey. She walks down the alleyway. Wait. Out of sight. No, no, no. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going after her because I'm, I'm, I'm like pretty sure I left you dead. And uh, last time I saw you, you were pretty dead. So, yeah, so I just mob right back. Like, I follow her right into that. Like, I'm, hey, wait, come, wait, 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 wait. You know. So she goes out of sight. She ducks into the alley. And you follow her. You run as fast as you can into the alley you know shouting her name doing all that sort of stuff but when you get there she's gone the alleyway ends but at the end of it is a site that just like shocks you it is a just like a grand double doorway made of this like dark dark wood that's like oiled and polished smooth it's got these nice brass handles and it's huge it looks like you could haul like a whole cart through it with these horses but what's more is the wall that this door is set into is a wall of just polished black stone and it looks to be polished completely smooth and 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 it almost looks like it has a soft gleaming that emanates from a light within the stone itself. Oh, crazy. And as you lay your eyes on it, you realize you kind of have a hard time. Like, it feels like your eyes just slip right off the surface. Wow. And as you trace the shape upwards, 
and upwards and upwards, you realize it's a tower. Oh, wow. And the top of which reaches well into the clouds. That is one big tower. You obviously wonder, like, how the heck did I not see this before? You realize it's so tall. Where was this tower earlier when we came into the city? (laughs) I do not remember seeing this. (laughs) You realize, too, like, thinking back on it, that this tower is so tall that you would have been able to see the top of it over the mountain pass from the Smuggler's Cove. Oh, wow. Um, Over the high walls and everything of the city. Yep, exactly. And so it's like because the walls in the city were, were you said it was like a hundred feet the the Bravik walls yeah and so this has got to be easily five six hundred feet what maybe taller taller wow. I mean the top of it is kind of like obstructed by like a little wispy cloud like passing over it I mean oh, wow. you just look at it and you're I, I mean it's easily the tallest structure you've ever seen craziness and it's all that that. That, that dark, polished black, black oh, wow, stone yeah. that looks like it, it kind of is like catching yeah. the sunlight and emanating it from within. Yeah, cool. Another look at the door, and it shows you that it's propped open ever so slightly. Oh. Well, Lance is going in because, I mean, he just saw his fiance who, you know, is supposed to be dead for like the last 35 years, basically. And uh, and 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 now she's playing some sort of cat and mouse game with him or whatever. Like he's, if he were to really sit and think about it, obviously he'd, you know, he'd be like, okay. But he's just so wrapped up, not what he was expecting, because he's kind of mad at his friends, and then he's kind of overtaken by the city, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, I know you. Wait, you're dead. And so, and then she runs out of this. Yeah, he's totally going in. So you take a step toward the door and, and, and maybe you venture a question, you know, Ariza, where are, are you here? Yeah. What's going on? You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Lanston calls out like, are you, are you, you know, Ariza, are you, are you back there? And I just kind of keep walking like not, not cautiously slowly, just slow enough to like, in case she does come out, I don't want to be the bozo that like I run forward and she opens the door and it smacks me in the face and I'm like. It's been nice meeting you. I fell down. <laughs> <laughs> so as you make your way down the alleyway, um, what you don't really realize, um, because your senses are just like so confounded by everything that's going on, yeah. um, the city kind of falls away, oh, wow. fades away. And as you approach the doorway, you may as well just be standing with in, like that in alone this, in space. Oh, okay. You know? Like you're you're standing in the void with nothing oh, wow. but this doorway in front of you. The tower disappears. The walls around me disappear. The tower extends upwards straight in front of you, but uh-huh. you're so focused in on the door. Oh, there's gotcha. nothing Just else. Just tunnel vision. And you see the door propped open slightly, and through it you can smell the scent of like an ocean breeze. You go up, maybe you run a finger along the stone wall, and and it feels like oiled glass under your fingers. Just. Perfectly smooth, no resistance, and it's slightly warm to the touch. I guess you try the door, right? Because it's propped open. Yeah, I mean, I'll just kind of open it a little bit, peek inside, see if I can see any light, anything like that, and kind of call out for her again. And then, if I don't hear anything, I'm I'm going inside. Like, you go up to the door. It's pretty big compared to you, and you give it a little nudge with your hands, and it doesn't really move right away. Hmm. 
you can't f- slip through. Right. Exactly. But maybe give it a little bit more of a tug. Put put your little gnome back into it. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick. I'll, I'll I'll grab it double handed and then like stick one foot like on the other door and kind of like try to push with my leg and pull. There you go. So as you do that with all your little gnome strength, the door just slowly glides open on silent hinges. As the door opens, you're just absolutely blown away. Out in front of you is this narrow, rocky outcropping okay. cliff that extends maybe a few feet wide, five, ten feet wide or something like that, uh, out over the ocean. Okay. And in front of you, you can see the, the horizon. It's a clear blue sky, not a cloud in sight. Some gulls caw at you from you know from above and as you step in you hear the door slam behind you and when you look to see there's nothing but the door set into a rocky cliff face oh wow cool at the very end of this narrow outcropping this precipice yeah it's maybe 25 30 40 feet long maybe you can kind of make out the small figure of Ariza from behind. Oh. Okay, well, I call out to her, see if she'll turn around. As I'm slowly kind of like... She doesn't acknowledge you when you call out. Uh, women. <laughs> hey, I heard that! <laughs> oh. <laughs> classic. Classic women hear me. They hear everything under your breath. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to kind of like start to go towards her and kind of keep saying her name and you know like you know I'm, just, I'm still I'm confounded like I, I, I don't know what's going on here really but I'm you hardly even have to think you start moving down the precipice and the wind kind of blows at your back kind of almost pushing you forward okay and if and, and if you weren't so overwhelmed by what was happening you might be like hey this is you know kind of prophetic or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> suspicious right <clears throat> Hey, wind, um, I've got it. I'm making my way. But honestly, you don't really need much prodding, you know? Yeah. You get over there, and Ariza stands at the very edge of this cliff, and she's looking straight down to the ocean, which is hundreds of feet down. Lanston kind of looks over the side, you know, like, you're like, ooh. Ariza, what you, uh, what you doing over here? <laughs> you know, like. You maybe want to go back uh, towards the door area and have a chat? It would be nice to talk with you after 35 years and maybe you can explain to me why you're not dead. She turns and looks at you, locks eyes for a moment, and your breath is just absolutely taken away. Like, you, you, you never thought you'd be able to feel like this again. Yeah. She reaches up her little hand and she places it right on your cheek and she says your name. Lanston. But before you can do anything else, you hear a familiar howl. You look back, and blocking your path back to the gate, the door, is the very same alpha wolf that you and your compadres dispatched in the cave among Paulville. Oh, great. Above Paulville. He's gonna ready, he's gonna ready a firebolt in his hand. Uh, Justin just just kind of seeing what this wolf's gonna do like his hand just kind of lights up like you know if you're holding like a baseball or something and you're mm-hmm. just kind of like you've got it ready 
just waiting for it's like your move, pal. <laughs> like what's what, what's going on here? All right, so you look at the wolf and it slowly encroaches in on you. Oh, good. Its fur is all on end. Its hackles are just yeah. shot straight up, and it's just snarling, foaming yeah. at the mouth. So as the wolf encroaches in on you, what what do you want to do? I'm gonna, you know, obviously. I mean, I was, um, I turned around, so I, she's behind me, and so I'm gonna, you know, I readied my fire bolt, and I'm gonna kind of like put out like in my right hand and put out my left hand, you know, kind of like reach back, you know, how you, you know, we push someone behind you, but I'm just gonna kind of make sure I know exactly where we where she is because we are near the edge, right? <laughs> and I'm assuming it sort of gets narrower as we get right, out, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, Arise, you stay behind me. Maybe get one of your fire bolts ready too. <laughs> and then I'm gonna feel kind of behind me and So what you notice when you do that is you, you try to kind of usher her uh-huh. behind you. And as you reach, you realize she's not there. Um <laughs> Well, my my immediate reaction is to like kind of, you know, like quickly turn around just so I'm still keeping, you know, eyes with the wolf so he doesn't bound at me but I'm also I'm gonna kind of like quickly turn and then also gauge like over the sides of, you know of, of the cliff just to like make sure I don't see some, where she was just like never mind <laughs> swan dive Assassin's Creed so you look over the edge and you don't see anything there's uh, no more water or anything there's water down oh, there. okay sorry uh, there's water and it's crashing at the rocks below okay. but, but nothing other- where I'm like dead no Right, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, you know, you looked. Uh, she could have hit the water a long time ago, and you wouldn't have been able to hear it over the crashing waves. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't have been able to really hear any sounds she made unless she was like, "Bye." <laughs> so obviously, I, my attention goes back to the wolf. So the wolf gets right up in your grill. Um, God. Let's do this. Okay. Let's roll some initiatives real quick. All right. Let's see who goes first here. Dice tray, don't fail me. Twelve. 18. Oh, of course. So, the alpha wolf just takes off in a gallop, charging straight at you, and he leaps. <laughs> and his paws just dig right into your shoulders, his fangs just snapping at your face, and you grab hold of his fur by the collar, and both of you go tumbling straight over the edge of the cliff. And as you're falling... You can feel the wolf. He's biting and scratching, and in fact, he is going to do some damage to you. Three damage. Okay. So uh, you can feel the wolf just, like, scratching and biting and all this stuff, but as you're falling, you feel the wolf kind of just, like, drift away from you. Like, maybe he got caught in the air, or maybe he rolled over this way or whatever. Either way, you guys aren't touching, and you're falling back first into the water. Can I, like, right myself? Can I, like, try to, like, turn around or... Or is it like just too, I mean, even though it's like a couple hundred feet, like a too long of a fall, like, or am I not able to control myself or? As you're trying to control yourself, uh-huh. you realize nothing you do is making a difference. And so a strange back, right? A strange sensation just fills your body. And you think maybe this is it, but for some reason you're fine with it because you're joining Ariza. Yeah. And you think after 35 years that you guys are finally going to be able to be together. Right. You close your eyes and you feel the wind just whipping through your hair 
and yeah. it turns into a roar in your ears. Oh. Like a like an like an animal roar? No, no, just or... just like a jet engine taking. Oh, it, gotcha. But... but the water never comes. You open your eyes. I'm gonna peek with like one eye, just like. And above you, some soft-looking clouds drift languidly through the sky. Oh wow! You look around. You're laying on your back on a grassy little knoll. A light breeze wafts across the tall grass and through, uh, through the, the pine trees, and it carries their scents into your nose. You recognize this as home. It's a meadow in the woods where you would often spend your days reading, spending time watching the clouds with Ariza. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to kind of prop myself up on my elbows and kind of look around. I am very confused. <laughs> Before you have time it to... It smells th- like it. It sounds like it. Like I'm... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. But before you have time to really process it, you hear Arise's voice kind of echo through the trees around you. Lanston! Her voice, clearly distressed, suddenly it dawns on you. You've been here before. This exact situation. 35 years ago. Oh, great. It's the day that your beloved... Ariza died. So what do you want to do? You want to rush towards the voice? Uh, do you want to? Yeah, because I mean, well, if I know where it is, like, yeah, I'm straight Marty McFly in this. Like, I'm rushing. I'm like, how I'm... did Lanston handle this when? Well, initially, Lanston was, I mean, he was never much of like a, like his uncle Larchwood was the magic guy, the adventurer, and Lanson had an aptitude for it. So it's kind of always been like sort of like a passing fancy to him. Like I could do a couple things or whatever, and, and I and I never really studied all that much. It was more just to kind of amuse me and impress you know, pick up pick up gnome chicks. Uh, <laughs> and it worked. Yeah, you know, basically just like kind of like cantrip spells basically mm-hmm. um is was all like I was really proficient in and it was all just like, you know, it was just the basic. It was like dancing lights, mage armor, minor illusions pretty much was like the the, the first three things because, you know, I figure protection and then, you know, dancing lights is kind of fun or you could, you know, get in some business with it. And then, you know, minor illusions, you know, you can mess with people or whatever. And it was always kind of that sort of thing. And so what happened was is like the reason he's not down with churches and, you know, those sorts of things is because, you know, in his neck of the woods, which is what his home is actually called it's called our neck of the woods um <laughs> yes is uh uh so in his neck of the woods you know they, they live pretty pretty deep into it and you know and so then like there's there was a uh, um you know barbarians basically they were clear cut and they were starting to get closer and closer so you know we kind of had like a thing like look this is where we are you guys can go to here or whatever, but you know as their city expands and that sort of stuff you know they 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 continue because like they're gnomes like they're just like screw them they can go deeper into the woods Mm -hmm. and so we kind of like you know we know not to go out past a certain point because they're not always like the greatest to us in general and we were kind of like but i was like no this i've been coming here i've been coming here for 30 years you know i'm gonna take my lady out to my spot and then they were kind of like on a scouting mission basically uh for you know for more timber better you know and different stuff and then they were also kind of like drinking and maybe gonna hunt or whatever. 
And they came upon us and basically they kind of, you know, gave me the old one, two and kicked me aside. And she actually kind of like, um, she was pretty good at magic actually. And so she kind of like started fighting them, battling them. And then I tried to help and I got rocked. And that's when the Lanston thing, that's the, I was like, I remember this. I just got punched in the face and knocked back by like, you know, like 10 feet, just classic, you know, uppercut, boom. And I just go flying. And then, and she's kind of, and there was like four of them. And so like, you know, there's three of them encroaching on her and she's trying to fight them off, do different stuff. And, but like, they're, you know, they're just bigger and, you know, can take, you know, take a licking, keep on taking. Well, that was the old Lanston Philly Duke. Right. The new Lanston Philly Duke fought a whole ship of slavers. That's true. Uh, he he fought the untamed wilds of, of the outskirts of Bravik and won. And now he's 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 in Bravik with a purpose, and he's stronger than he's ever been. You might have the power to change things this time. Yeah, that's what he's thinking. So you rush through the woods, heading towards her voice. Yep, I know where I'm going. You head straight there. You remember every footstep, just like it was before. Straight, you know, every time you step on a pine cone, it sends that just like that deja vu, just coursing yeah. through your entire body. And as you come to the clearing where they are, you can see just Ariza is doing her best. She, uh, there, there's three dudes over there and they kind of have her encircled and they're kind of just like pushing her around. And, and every time she has a spare moment, it's just like, whoosh, you see this thin red line of like fire zip from her hand and just like lash this dude in the face. And then she gets kicked right in the chest and knocked over and she hurls a little, you know, ball of fire or whatever, right at this dude. And it explodes off of his chest. They're just messing with her though. At this point, yeah. I mean, she's given them a run for their money, but she can't focus. Yeah. She's, you know, already taken some hits and that sort of stuff. And yeah, I'm, and I can, and I'm upon it now. I can see it. You can see it clearly, but you, as you rush up, mm -hmm. plays out just like it did last time. Oh, great. You run straight over there and she begs you to stay out of it. You don't listen, and as you rush up, one of the one of the thugs looks straight at you, and he goes, "Ah, more sport, huh? And He just clocks you right in the jaw. Oh, and I remember this pain. You go sailing through the air. What's worse this time is that as you're arcing through the air, you never hit the ground. You're spending this entire time falling and watching the same situation happening over and over. You can't stop it. You watch her. As she runs out of juice, and her eye just blossoms with a bruise right over it, you're trying your hardest to find your feet. Yeah. Once again, trying to correct myself, but I can't. But you can't. Every time you feel like you're... And you have that constant feeling of just like, oh, the ground! Yeah. But it never comes. Okay. As Lanston is watching this happen, unable uh, unable to get his footing underneath him, he, he yeah. watches as she slowly runs out of juice, and finally one guy just revs up, punches her right in the kisser, <laughs> and she gives like a little spin that, you know, watching it for a second time, you can't help but realize like that it kind of looks comical, you know? But as she does this little flourish spin as she gets punched in the jaw, she spins around and falls to the ground, and that's when you can hear it. The, whole, the sound just reverberates through your bones and through your joints, seemingly for an eternity. It's the sound of her head 
hitting a rock yeah. in the dirt. Yeah. She hit it just wrong, or just right, Yeah. and she never got up from that moment. The guys that are harassing her, they look at each other kind of shocked. They probably didn't mean to do that. Yeah. But the fact remains that they did. And they never told anyone about it, and they never got in trouble for it. Yeah. And at that moment, you hit the ground. White, hot rage fills your body. Yeah. You're not the same Lanston you were back then. And all of a sudden, as the rage boils in you, you feel it take hold right in your belly, and it blooms throughout your entire body just till, until it's like radiating out your fingertips and out your eyes. And all of a sudden, you feel unshackled. You feel as though you've slipped out of this dream state. Your senses are not overcome. Now you're hyper-focused. And you can sense the world around you in a way that you never have been before. You feel like the trees are a part of you. The birds are a part of you. The clouds are a part of you. You grab that rage inside you. And you find yourself uttering words that you don't know. You've never heard before. Okay. And as the words leave your mouth and you imbue them with your will, you tie the spell to your body. And suddenly you look down as the ground shrinks beneath your feet. Trees that stood 50 feet over you now barely rise above your ankle. You look down as these guys scrabble around like tiny little ants on the ground as they look up at you and flee in terror. Oh, so I grow big. Okay, so, okay. I just didn't know if it was like Minecraft where you shoot up or whatever. <laughs> right. So I'm a giant now. You're a freaking giant. XL Anston. And you look down and you see these fools who not only killed your fiance 35 years ago, they just killed her right in front of you. And now you have the power to stop them. Yeah, I mean, how how close? Like, what are they like? Stand right next to each other? Or, like, what's the kind they're of? They're pretty well spread out. They're like scrambling over each other. Like, oh, gotcha. they're kind of splitting off in all these different directions. But it doesn't matter to you. You okay. could chase them down in one step. Yeah. So what I mean, what I'll do is, um, I'm going to punt kick the nearest one toward. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna <laughs> punt kick him, and he just like. Hits like kind of like the middle ish part of like you know, thirty feet up a tree. You punt kick him, and that's what I'm going. I'm trying to kick him into a tree. You basically. punt kick him, and as your foot connects right in this dude's torso, he goes sailing through the air. You can hear his body just like cracking through the trees. Oh, it's broken. Yeah. It, and not only that, it goes through the middle of a tree, oh, and up into the air and sails off into the distance and just kind of gives a little twinkle <laughs> right as it disappears from sight. Wow. That is quite the kick. And and then I'm at, it's like cuz like my my thing is like I'm going to kick him and as I as I'm watching him I'm like bending over to grab the next one closest yeah. to me. Yeah. Even if I have to like kind of take a step forward or whatever, I'm going to grab one and kind of like you know how, like, with a baseball, like, when you're just sort of sitting there, you kind of, like, toss it in your oh, hand? Yeah, yeah, So I'm just barely going to toss it up, and then I'm going to move my hand and Geronimo. So there fall. you are. You're tossing him up, and he's hundreds of feet in the air, and you just move your hand, and you watch the look of terror just unfold on his face as he just plummets to the ground, just trying to grab at anything. 
and he hits the ground with a splat, and the remains barely look human. Right. There's one more left. He's yeah. the one and he's who probably, delivered the blow. Yeah, he's probably the farthest away now, huh? Um, But I could get to him in, like, one step? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to, like, point at him, and I'm like, you, so he knows that I'm coming. I'm just like, you. And then I'm going to, like, lift my leg way up, you know, like, big exaggerated step. Fee fi fo fum. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So uh, I want to squash a barbarian, <laughs> like <laughs> just, and I'm just gonna go for the, for the, for the Bruce Lee stomp right through, the, eh, like Van Damme, oh, yeah, yeah. Eh, <laughs> like and you know, and then do the little foot wiggle. That's what it, you know. I want to squash him in, oh, like. Yeah. Eh, you so know. you you lift up you lift up your foot. Mm-hmm. And you bring it down as hard as you can. And for God's sake, like, you feel the power of the planes, of the cosmos, of every star in the, in the night sky raging through your body as you're bringing your foot down on this tiny insignificant speck of a man yeah. that ruined your life. Yeah. And as you bring your foot down, he looks up right at your gigantic foot and he's like, yeah. oh God, please, no! And his voice is cut short as your foot slams into him. Uh-huh. But as your foot makes contact with the ground, it goes straight through. I would imagine it would. (laughs) Well, it goes straight through like glass. And the entire ground just spider webs into a million, million pieces and breaks apart beneath you. And all of a sudden you look up and the sky did the same thing and the trees did the same thing and the mountains and everything that you can see broke into a million little shards and shattered. And now you're tumbling through blackness as these pieces of glass. So it's like when you step off of a step and you think another one's going to be there or something, you're like, oh! Yeah. And I'm, now I'm just falling. Now you and all of these millions of pieces of, of little, uh, of reality. Of scenery, right. Are going down with you. And it's not fast. And in fact, after a minute, you start wondering like, what's going on? And you look around and... Because it doesn't feel like I'm falling. Now just like a more like space floating type of thing. Yeah. Gotcha. And after, you know, several moments of just kind of sailing through the void here, you look around and you see these little these little pieces of reality that are gleaming and reflecting off of each other and, and all of these multifaceted colors, you know, some of which you'd never even seen before. They start... They start kind of coalescing and falling seemingly into perfect place to form a new pattern. Oh, interesting. Like a new scene just kind of... And all around you, they start falling into place. Exactly. Like a new scene. And they start stacking up on, on top of each other until finally the shape that you realize. You're standing in a room with eight sides. And each side is a mirror. And as you look around... Talk about Bruce Lee. As you look around, you can see yourself in each single one. And I'm back to three, three foot two, classic Lanston. Doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't. This is normal. I mean, okay. you're you're the same. You're okay. you may as well be. You, you know, maybe you are giant, but it doesn't matter because everything are bigger. Gotcha. is bigger. Yeah. Gotcha. So, or maybe the world was really small last time. You know, who knows? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it's that kind of biz. <laughs> Micro machine world. Gotcha. Okay. So I look around and I'm. And you said eight sides? Eight sides. Okay. So got me a nice little, uh, was that an octagon? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lance is not too good with math. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, so I'm looking around this octagon shape shape mirror. Like, can I? And and there's no. It's just mirrors. I just see myself. I'm kind of looking around. I want to go inspect because I want to see if I can find like a seam or a. Sure. So you walk over to one of the mirrors and you start rubbing your fingers over it, and you know. Mirror Lanston does the same thing. He puts his hand up and he's uh-huh. feeling the mirror. And because of the way that it's set up, you know, there's eight sides. So as you look straight on, you can see the mirror behind you and it yeah, reflects yeah. creating like an endless mirror illusion. Sure. And you can see all of the Lanstons like hey. reaching around. Hands up, hands down. And there's not really any seam that you can feel. You start feeling around for like some drafts, maybe like trying to yeah. Feel I just kind of want to like walk the, the edge of the room and kind of like do like you know in each like where I feel that they would join together. Give me a roll. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you want me to add to it? Arcana uh, insight. Uh, perception. Perception. Well, you know what? Arcana is fine. Yeah. Give me your arcana. Uh, we got. A solid eight total red. <laughs> okay. Should have gone with the should have gone with the, the perception, because that's an eleven. <laughs> so as you're walking around, you walk this the each eight side and you really take in kind of like the endless mirror illusion, but what you fail to notice mm-hmm. is that somewhere in this endless mirror illusion, you can kind of see yourself and the back of yourself and the mm-hmm. front of your like over and over and over. But one of them I'm several several layers deep in this mayor, you don't see it, but when you have your hand up, he puts his hand down slowly. Some of these mirror illusions have maybe a little mind of their own. And as okay. you walk, as you walk the circle, the you, octagon, the octagon. Sorry, <laughs> you come to the one, the side where you started, and when you turn around exactly behind you, you see in the mirror. One of the Lanston Philly Duke mirror images uh-huh. step out of the mirror as though it was a little oh. doorway. Okay. As you turn your back to the mirror behind you, yeah. you can see in the mirror in front of you that another Lanston Philly Duke steps out of the mirror behind you. And as you sort like, of go to the center of the room so I can. As you go to the center of the room, oh, great. you take stock of everything. And out of each of the eight sides, yeah. a Lanston Philly Duke steps out of the mirror. What's more disconcerting is no matter what you do, how you move, all of the Lanston Philly Dukes around you mirror your movements. <laughs> <laughs> and slowly, as you every time you circle around, they kind of take one step closer into you, and you're like moving your arms in like your little like poses, you know, like <laughs> getting ready for defense or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and they keep taking a step closer to you, like mirroring your movements, taking a step closer to you, taking a step closer to you. We would make a great dance troupe. (laughs) We are in sync. So what are you going to do? As I see him taking a step closer to me, like every time I kind of shuffle my feet, I'm just going to stop moving and put my hands by my side. And I'm going to just kind of like tilt my head around and look at all of them. Go classic greeting. What's up, bozos? (laughs) So... Immediately, as the words "What's up, bozos?" leave your mouth, you just hear like the cacophonous, like "What's up, what's up, bozos? What's up, bozos?" <laughs> Surround sound, bozoing. <laughs> okay, this is like eight point one, like yeah. <laughs> digital Dolby surround sound. Um, Great. 
And they also, <laughs> have they stopped moving or do they, do they keep walking in on me? They just inch closer and closer oh. to you. You can't hit them with anything because they're going <laughs> to. Um, okay, so they're inching closer to me still. I just, my ears are ringing with, uh, with the sound of what's up, bozos. Done an 8.1 digital uh, Lanston surround sound. I'm just going to sit down because maybe that'll stop them. <laughs> I'm going to sit down cross-legged and cross my arms. And as I'm doing, I'm like, let's see you jerks do this. So like when you do that, it kind of like breaks the illusion that these guys were like copying you exactly. Okay. And all of a sudden, like all of their movements are different, at least the ones you can see. Mm-hmm. And the one right in front of you walks up to you and he pulls I'm going to ready a spell as I'm sitting there. Okay. Smart choice, Lanston. <laughs> so the one right in front of you pulls out his signature Lanston Philly Duke dagger uh, that you try to like cut fool's uh, Achilles heels with. So as he comes right up to you, he walks right up to you and he's looking down at you and he takes his knife and he gets ready to like thrust it right at you. I'm going to point my finger right at him finger gun style. Mm-hmm. And like, I've got like the, the gun, like my thumb cocked and I'm just going to put my thumb down like it's fired and firebolt him right in the gut. <laughs> Give me a roll. Okay. Okay. Ooh. So you have your little finger gun ready. 14 your for signature, finger guns. Signature Philly Duke thing. You want to say anything to him? Like any like witty one-liner? Hot in here. <laughs> and then thumb goes down, firebolt goes out. Thumb goes down, firebolt goes out. And just this like stream of white hot fire just like whoosh, like shoots. And it goes like, it just like goes straight through, straight through his chest and out the other side. Oh, wow. And he just like looks right at you. And the same kind of thing that happened in the uh, in the last scene. Oh, when I stepped on the... When you stepped on it and okay. shattered, you shoot him and psh, he just collapses into a thousand little tiny pieces of glass that fall onto the floor. Okay. You see the other ones, they're coming at you, knives raised as well. Right, okay. Yeah, they're close to me. Um, ooh. From my sitting position, I'm going to sort of jump up. Like, I'm going to kind of like push myself up and back and as i do it i want a misty step because i can see you know i've seen the whole room i've seen the you know and i and since it's an octagon and i'm in the center of it i know roughly by looking in front of me how far away you know behind i have to go Mm -hmm. so i'm going to kind of like pop up and misty step and then so when i land out then i'm behind them so you pop up and you misty step right where you were a little like cloud of vapor but they're hardly phased by it. Like, yeah, they all like turn at the same time, like looking at you. But what's more is you have your back to the mirror and all of these um, copies in front of you. Oh, crap. And what happens is another illusion steps out of that mirror and he just grabs you and he's got God. you in a bear hug from behind and you're trying to get free. You're trying to do all this stuff. And he, he wraps his, he wraps his yeah. arm right around your throat and he starts like just choking oh, the choking life out. out of you. And you're going to take another damage from this. Okay. And the other the other ones start walking right towards you. Okay. And uh, what are you gonna do? You gotta get you gotta get free here. Let's see here. I'm gonna use disguise spell and disguise myself as one of the clones. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, get him, guys. <laughs> He's over there. Hey, what? It's like that Scooby Doo. Like they're running yeah. into the hallways. Like yeah. Oh god. Okay, so are my hands free? Like, cause he's got no, me like what? They kind of like, got you like oh, over a, your arms. Like. Oh, and then he's but one's hands like around my neck too, kind of. Okay, like. so yeah, you kind of have one like hand free, yeah. Okay, so I want to reach back, grab his head, mm-hmm. and fireball. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. 
Oh my god, <laughs> this is too great to pass up. <laughs> so crit fail. <laughs> well, guys, I crit fail. So, so as you reach back to like do your little fireball to the back of his head thing, but like when you do that, you lose balance, and he like you fall forward, and he falls on top of you, and all uh, the other seven illusions that are there, they just dogpile you. Oh great. And they're just all on top of you. And, and, and you know, Punchy. if this was a movie, you'd see them like Agent Smith style, like yeah, yeah. right on top of him, just like sure. all wailing. And, sure. and and you're just getting punched in the face, punched in the back, punched in the liver. And then suddenly you can feel that same like white hot rage just like boiling up in your body that you felt before. Yeah. You take some more damage, obviously. Yeah. Um, I am getting low. So, uh, and as these, as these guys are punching you, you just... Pummeling me. You just, you just feel that like power like course through you again uh-huh. and and you you just take your hands and like just white balls of fire just come up and you just whoosh like shoot fire kind of out around you almost like a fiery aura right exactly gotcha. Dragon Ball Z style gotcha and um and they all fly off you in all these different directions each one like goes in a way and as soon as it hits the ground or hits the wall or hits the ceiling they shatter into a million tiny little glass pieces. You totally can catch your breath for a second, but before you can, you look right in front of you and another illusion steps out of the mirrors and another illusion steps out of that mirror. And all of a sudden, before you realize what's going on, there's eight more illusions. Oh, great. So as these other illusions step out, you just kind of lose it for a second. You know, you can still feel that power like coursing through your veins, but again, they all come at you and you know, one of them just like hops, like monkey hops, like right on your back. Oh, great. And he's just like kind of like pummeling your neck and your head. And he's like trying to hit you and you're like moving yeah. and you stumble backwards, you know, because he's kind of like waiting you back and you're just yeah. like, oh, you're doing this thing. And finally, as you lose your balance, you fall like kind of head first with him right on your shoulders back into one of the mirrors. Right. You hear it shatter. You okay. hear the mirror shatter. But not only that, the illusion shatters. He falls into a million little pieces of glass on the ground. All and of a sudden, you look yeah, there's back, no weight on my back. There's no weight on your back, and as you and as you look behind you, one of the eight mirrors has fallen completely broken to the ground. Uh-huh. You kind of expectantly like wait to, for like a little million little yeah, illusions to thousand. crawl out, <laughs> right. to, like crawl out of the mirror, like hey, I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, what up, boo shoes? <laughs> yeah. uh, but it doesn't happen, it, and it looks to you like breaking those mirrors kind of like breaks the spell. Now Lanson's got to figure it out. Why didn't I think of this beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. So is it just like a like a black void or something like outside? So it's like I have to step back into that room. Like I can't go anywhere. It's just like a nothingness. You didn't of... fall out of it. Oh, okay. You hit it, and there's just like it just a shattered. solid thing behind gotcha. it or something. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was gonna say, <laughs> Lanson walks back into the room, <laughs> finger guns with fire on the tips. Who wants to dance? Uh, hey, you can. <laughs> Why not? That's exactly <laughs> what I do. <laughs> Who wants to dance? And I'm going to like point my fingers you know like i've got like you know finger guns going here and i'm gonna just start if i can like i'm gonna firebolt obviously like over the shoulder of the person uh, of the of the mirror image rather right so like hopefully they get out of the way more type of a thing or like or, or if or maybe they don't care because it'll just pop out of another thing but yeah i'm gonna firebolt like right past his head basically into the mirror okay. and uh you know shoot the one directly across from me okay so what happens when you do that okay you level your little finger fire blaster down. You got it like sideways. I hold it sideways. <laughs> <laughs> and you just boosh, like fire one off in the white hot fire. Um, 
just like courses right past this mirror illusion. But when it hits the mirror, it just like it like glances off. Ugh. It just like dissipates. Had no effect on the mirror whatsoever. It's physical interaction. Okay, what's going on with the ones nearer nearest me? Because you know, octagons and stuff. So there's two like right. You know, I'm assuming within three to five feet of me on my right and my left. You took out one, so a couple of them have like their daggers out. Okay. A couple of them have like your quarter staff. Right. Um, and they're closing in on you. Like one of them takes a swing at you with the quarter staff. Roll the duck. That's a nineteen. That's a nineteen on the duck. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, so you, he swings. Can I? His... Can I? As I see him doing it, is it right or left guy that swings at me? Left guy. Left guy. Okay. I want to duck, like, you know, as I see him coming over my left shoulder, I want to duck and sort of sidestep underneath. Uh-huh. And as I'm doing it, I want to Donatello pull my quarterstaff out. Oh, yeah. A fellow chucker, eh? <laughs> well, that's Michelangelo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, duck under, pull my staff out, and as I clear his body, I turn left and smack the smack the mirror. That, that he was staying in front of that was to my left. Okay, so yeah, you do that, and you clearly, like, you dodge his staff, and um, and as you swing it, you just, like, you slam it baseball style, like, yeah. right into this mirror, and it just rings out like a like a broken crystal goblet, just like a ping, and it just, like, falls to a million pieces on the ground. <sighs> Finally. And he, and he breaks, too, the guy nope. that was in front of me. No, ah! Oh, man. Okay, so two mirrors down, Eight guys. Now, remind me, they can be affected by the firebolts. Yep. Okay, so now I'm, I've am i got two in front of me and like three or four over to my left more coming in. Mirror broken. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to cast my second level two. I want a mirror image. Okay. Just to add some of my own guys into the mix. Yeah, go ahead and roll me. Okay, so I'll, uh, if it goes well... Okay. Yep, you pass. Okay, so um, I'm going to kind of like run to the middle of the room and mirror image. Okay. So like I'm not just, you know, so they don't just see it. So it's like there's some movement, so hopefully it'll confuse them a little bit. So what's more, you run to the center of the room and you see one taking his staff and he's like swinging it right at you, right as you utter the incantation for mm-hmm. mirror image. And all of a sudden, whoosh, right in front of him, it's like, you know, it, it it's like his eyes crossed or something. Swings right. right at the wrong one. Um and in fact, let's see if he even hits the illusion. Yeah, he hits the illusion. So uh-huh. he comes down and he just like smacks that illusion and just whoosh, like puffs up in a thing uh-huh. of smoke. But you're totally fine. Let's do No. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been worried about these other Lanstons. <laughs> well, they're trying to hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, your own mirror image is turning. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's all great. <laughs> Good this one, was dummy. a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> they like ran with me a little bit and then they turn on me and they're like, Sorry, Bozo. <laughs> we like these other ones. <laughs> um, okay, so okay, so I want to. I mean, I gotta get rid of these guys. I mean, fireball. Like, so how close is the one that just knocked my illusion? Like, right, right. They're within, all pretty closing in on you. They're okay, within cool. like all like within ten feet, eight. Well, they're like within. They're all within like staff distance. Okay. Can I do a? Um, can I do like a like a broad, uh, you know, like a high arcing swing? At heads, and if there's two close enough, like I can just like hit two of them with one. Yeah, if you roll high enough. Okay. You didn't roll high enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
So what happens is you like you just like go and you see these two walking up to you and you you like, yeah. <laughs> and you give it another like baseball swing and you just and you whiff and you're like totally like thrown off balance for a second. You kind of like roll it so to the great. ground. So great now there's three of you just whiffing and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you kind of like roll to the ground and but you get up to your feet like pretty gracefully and you're like you, you like. You ever see Last Samurai when oh, he's sure. when he's like fighting off all the samurai with that staff in the beginning? Yeah. So all of a sudden, like you're on the ground, you roll to your feet, and you're kind of like half on your feet, half on your knees, and you're like spinning your staff, like keeping these guys at bay. Uh, one of them comes up to you with a dagger. Okay. He's got to break the thing, um, and he comes right up at you. And um, actually, he hits one of your illusions. So he rolls up with his dagger, and he goes to just do a little slashy slash. Yeah. And it goes like right through one of your mirror images. Uh huh right through his face and for a second you can like see blood kind of like coming out of it and he just like puffs up in a thing of smoke he got one more mirror image um what are you gonna do uh this is the worst um I mean I'm gonna I gotta get rid of them before Uh, let's see if I break if I get rid of them then they just okay so I whiffed I fell down I'm going to turn around I'm going to turn around and just smack the nearest mirror, like whichever one it is. Okay, you know? give me a roll. You got to get through some of these guys that are closing in on you. You 19. do it. You see, you manage to get right through them. They go to take an attack. They swing right at one of your mirror images, and they but they totally whiff it. Yeah. And you go and you go right to the nearest mirror, just with all your might. You just bang. You do this, and just like that same like, ting, like, yeah. and it falls down like just like a curtain falling right off the rod straight to the ground, and a billion pieces of little glass. Um. You've broken, uh, you've broken three, three in a row. Nice. You're against the wall with the illusions in the middle. Okay. What are you gonna do? Whew. Uh, they're in the middle. I'm up against the wall. They're stalking towards me still. Um, I mean, I want to. Whichever one's, uh, see, three in a row. Uh, probably to my left. Like, I just want to start going around, keep moving to my left, and okay. just hammering. Okay. And then, you know, fighting off. So none of these guys are quite in your way. So you run to the next one and you do the same thing. Just okay. like a freaking full on, you know, swinging for the fences. Swinging for the fences. And you just smack this one and ping, and it just <laughs> falls right to the ground. And as you're running, one comes right at you. He rolls. Oof. So he does manage, though, to hit one of your illusions. And right as Last he, one. Right as he comes at you, uh, this guy, like, thrusts with his staff. And right as he does, it goes straight through the stomach of one of your illusions and just like puffs into smoke. You run out of the next mirror. You're going to take another swing? Yeah. Definitely taking another swing. Okay. So you run up to the mirror and you just, without losing any momentum, just like break that one. So you've broken five mirrors now. You're running around. You got three more. Another one is going to come at you. He's going to take another stab at you. You and he hits you like a champion. <laughs> I know the red one's good. Uh, so he, uh, so he comes at you with a knife. I regret making you a dice box. <laughs> <laughs> he comes at you with a knife, but you you're not losing any momentum. He swings his knife at you, and it's just like whoosh, it like rips right through your oh. cloak, right through your shirt, cuts a nice red gash straight across oh. your ribs. Ah. But you don't even lose any momentum, and you don't even waste time thinking about him. You go to the next mirror, and you take your staff, and this time you take it like a little thrust. You've got the long end this side, the short end this side. Yeah. You just like whoosh. Button it up, you yeah. You button it right up in there, and ching, whoosh, all the glass goes down and falls and hits the ground, and as you're running, another one tries to take a swing at you, <laughs> and he takes his little knife, and 
he comes right at you, and this time you see it coming, and so you manage to dodge, and he swings the knife at you, and you manage to kind of like flourish your cloak out, and, uh-huh. and it catches the knife, and it does graze your skin, cutting your favorite shirt again. <gasps> but uh, this time the knife- repair bells are ridiculous. The gash is like really shallow this time, okay. rather. And so, but you keep running, oh, it gets you, and you go, you go to the next mirror. Yeah. You got two more. Yeah. <laughs> you run up there, and you just take your staff, and you just whoosh. Do the same thing. You slam it. You're not losing any momentum. One more mirror. Can you make it? Can you make it, Lanston? Nope. <laughs> this guy takes his staff oh, right at you, and right. he swings it at you, but you have so much momentum, you manage to just kind of give a little leap right okay. over it, and you kind of leap roll, and as you come up, you take your staff, and you spin it over your head, and you just, and you hit the freaking mirror. Finally. So now, So now it's just like, the the mirrored floor and just sort of like a black so what happened wall or what yeah so it's kind of just like yeah kind of like a it's yeah. the same material that the tower is made out of just okay. black polished stone behind all these yeah. mirrors and as you break the last one the sound like hangs in the air for a minute and as you look around all of the illusions just collapse to the oh. ground except for one oh who all of a sudden changes shape. You can see like little pieces of like r- refracting light and all this stuff just kind of like... Oh, no. And he turns into something more than a Lance in Philly Duke, who is only 3-2. And he grows to 4-2, and then 5-2, and then 6-2, and then 7-2, and then 8 feet tall. And where your little uh, gnome hair used to be, like little like bits of bone and horns start like just like... Oh. But it like looks like pieces of like folding glass just like coming out of him and like and like you kind of like Transformer style, you know, like yeah, like the in the fourth one with like the the microbot thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So and as this thing gets big, he looks down at you and he's just like, die!" And he goes to take a big old mighty swing at you, and you look up. You don't feel like you have any any energy left. But you manage to find it right within you as this massive, giant, like, uh, boned fist, like, comes down. And it's got all these spikes and bones and, like, protruding things. And he brings his massive eight-foot-tall fist. Well, his fist isn't eight-foot-tall. But he brings it right down and smashes on you. And you manage to find the last bit of strength within you. And you leap out of the way. But his strike just, like, shakes the ground. Sure. And you lose your footing. And you slip to the ground. And you're looking up. And this thing just, like, goosh, goosh like steps right over to you and um and finally like you just don't even think you can get back up off like off your back yeah but right as his fist comes down you manage to like remember for a sheer moment like you know the feeling you had when ariza didn't get up off the ground that just boiling white hot rage right in your right in your stomach yeah and it radiated outward and as his fist comes down you just, it comes down right on top of you. It strikes you, but as it does, his hand just like, like, like a, like a, like a meteor, like coming into the atmosphere, like bits of it start like oh, okay. falling off of his fist. And it's, it's like, like a reverse magnet. Like you can't push it towards it or something. Kind of right. Thing. Exactly. Oh, okay. And all this stuff is just like falling off. And he's like, and like his fist just like just fire, like kind of like flicking yeah. off the sides upwards. And you feel alive like you never have in your whole entire life. And you look up at him with your one last bit of strength. You're just, your face all bloodied up from this fight. Your ribs are just oozing, you know, little gnome blood coming out. Right. Uh, your favorite cloak torn up and you point your little finger gun at him. Don't mean to shatter your dreams. 
and just as like searing white fire erupts from your fingers. It's the last bit of willpower you have locked yeah. away inside you, the last bit of strength you have, and just like, it shoots a searing white hot beam of light just straight through its head. It is like hands go up and just like, and the whole ground starts shaking underneath you, and everything starts, and the black stone that's around you just like breaks into a million little pieces like it hmm. did before, and you're floating in the void. Utterly devoid of strength, other, utterly devoid of of the willpower to go on. Right. Tired, man. That's the most this little gnome guy's had to probably use magic and be active, you know, without without his pals. Floating in space like Superman. As you're floating there in space, you, you kind of realize, like, you don't really have the willpower to just go on. You're just done. You're yeah. spent. Utterly spent. Mm-hmm. And as you're laying there, you just kind of like hear this, well, you, you feel this voice rather than hear it. You kind of feel it in your bones and in your joints and it tickles up your spine and kind of like you you feel your eardrums vibrating. But you know mm-hmm. that it's not sound so much as it is just consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. And basically this voice says to you, Ferdinand was wise to give you the vial. Do you have any strength to say anything back to the voice or? I mean, what do you say to that? Like, cause I'm, I'm so tired and I'm just like, kind of like, I just try to look around and see if there's like something I can, you know, even though I know it's inside of me, maybe it's like, I can see something. Uh, and I'm just going to kind of pass out <laughs> thinking, Oh, good. <laughs> and then just you know i'm tired and i'm just done i'm just so you don't even have like the strength for words but the voice the voice seems to sense this yeah and and it continues on it says the city of bravik nears the edge you're almost out of time take the vial to duncan his strength wanes he can't keep the plague contained for much longer. And with that, you close your eyes. And when you wake up, you're laying on this old, fluffy, plump couch outside. You know, the weather is still kind of nice, but it's obviously like way later in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite nighttime. Right. And uh, there's this old woman fussing over you. Okay. Oh, you're finally awake. I was worried about you there for a minute, young master gnome. Ugh. Are you feeling okay? Now, now, am I still... Like, do I feel the same? Like, do I feel insanely exhausted just, like, on the break? Or is it, like... So the first thing like you do, I came you out wake of a dream. you just, like, you open up your eyes, and it's like, you feel spent. Okay. You feel spent, but... The first thing you do, like you press your hand to your eye, like your eye doesn't feel bruised like it was. You, you know, you check Not your my body. Right. You check your body. You, you remember that huge gash on your oh, ribs. Good. My shirt isn't ripped. Yeah, and you're just like, you like pull it up and you look. There's no cut there, no nothing like that. So you seem fine, but you are. But just, I am tired. You're utterly exhausted. Okay. Well, I think I feel fine. Just tired. Where, where am I? Oh. You're in my home, young master gnome. I found you outside in the alleyway. Uh Uh-oh. You were screaming somebody's name. 
Ariza? You said something like Ariza, and and before I looked out my window, and after I heard no more sounds, there you were on the ground. I brought you into my home. Oh. Okay, so she lives like right off the alley or something like that? Yeah, sure. Gotcha. Or like maybe like across the road from the alley or something. Gotcha. But she looked out the window and she could just like see you collapse over there. She'd be just freaking out over nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I appreciate your kindness, ma'am. I I don't want to take up, you know, any more of your time. Oh, nonsense. You need to eat. You need to get back your strength. Please, at least stay for some soup. Oh, well, Lanson. Uh, I do have a uh, spice recipe I would be happy to copy down for you that uh, you may use for, you know, meats or soups or those sorts of things. Oh, Sonny, that's so kind of you, but... The I secret have... is the cumin. <laughs> and the paprika. Oh, well, I guess if you insist, you can leave me the recipe. But please, have some soup, and then you can be on your way if you must insist. All right. So, you, you share a little soup with this lady and she says I have to admit you have me worried there for a little bit I just couldn't leave you out there I know that people are afraid of the sickness going around but I just knew when I saw you that I couldn't leave you there once again I'm extremely grateful and uh, this soup is delicious I may have to I'll tell you what I'll trade you your soup recipe for my spice recipe well, that sounds like a pleasant exchange, Lance. Uh, whatever you What did you say your name was? <laughs> it's Lance in Philly, dude. Oh, okay. Uh, great thing. I'll go get some parchment so we can trade the recipes. Hey, ma'am, now we're cooking. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. That's a good one. Good one. Oh, my old husband, Albert, used to do the same kinds of jokes. Oh, how I miss him. Um, so anyway, she brings out the recipe book. You guys exchange recipes. She gives you, uh, the soup recipe and, and she says something like, uh, she says something like, oh, the secret is in the fish stock that you use. See, you, you boil two day old fish heads, eyes and all, and make sure that you really get the flavor in there. You see? Oh, I got a pal that would love this recipe. He's Mayor Paulville, you know, his name is Paul. (laughs) Paulville, I never. Oh, That's fine. Oh, the insane ramblings of a fevered gnome. Uh, anyway, I, if you still insist on being your way, I bid you well, Master Gnome. Yeah, I got to get back to my friends. They are probably worried sick about me. I appreciate your kindness, and uh, maybe I'll stop by and see you again sometime. Of course. And and as you sort of like make your way out the door, like you chance. Yeah, I'm saying this all as I'm kind of like walking away because I'm like, this lady is clingy. <laughs> right. And and as you make your way to the door, you kind of like, you kind of like look back and like through the facade of like this old, this old wrinkly woman, you kind of see like this weird haze of this like taller, thinner old man, this flowing white beard. And it's kind of just like a weird, like almost like a mirage. Like you can okay. barely make it out. And it's only kind of like through the corner of your eye. Okay. Um, and you Lanson's see th- face, face screws up for a second. Like he's acknowledging. He's like, eh. And you see this, you see the beard flowing out and the long hair and this robe and this majestic staff. And you can hear the voice in your head. Once again, it's like almost out of time. And then when you look again, it's just the old lady. And she's like, Bye. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I mean, I make my way back to the to 
to to the old kettle. I, I kind of wave and start walking back that way. Yeah, well, you get to the old kettle and... You know, it takes you a little while longer because you're just beat. Your mind is utterly just exhausted. You have, you, you just can't Lots wait to, process. to get back to the old kettle and, you know, maybe drink a beer, have a glass of whiskey and go to bed or whatever. And and as yeah. soon as you get there, you see Air Torn and Yamhorn. They have like the same expressions on their face that you have. And they're sitting at the bar, just like each with a glass of whiskey in their hand. And you're just like, oh, and you walk over there and you take a seat and, and Bick, the bartender, he's like, oh, uh, why are you all guys? Why do you guys all look like that? Like this is crazy. Like what? What happened today? And 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 all at the same time, you guys are just like same old, same old. Well, thank you so much, listener, for tuning in to uh, this episode. We you know we kind of indulged our, ourselves here a little bit, and but we had a lot of fun. And Lanston has grown a little wiser from his experience. And uh, now maybe he he might know what needs to be done. So, um, as always, please tune back in next week. We have more solo adventures for you if you haven't listened to them already. Um, And things are about to get real in the city of Bravik. I've been Rhett, your DM for this adventure. Lance and Philly Duke Bozos. And uh, as always, grab your sword and keep on adventuring. Follow us across all platforms with Chaotic Amateurs. Please subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice to help us climb the charts and find new adventurers. Thank you for listening to Chaotic Amateurs. Chaotic Amateurs.